Welcome back to live. Last week was so much fun. Uh, it, it really was really cool. I had no idea who was going to show up on Tuesday, and uh, there are around 1,200 of you, and that's pretty crazy on a Tuesday. And then uh, the same thing on Wednesday, and it, it really, really, really was incredible. Uh, and then uh, anybody get my text last night after the baseball game? No one got my text. So that means you're not on the 41411 uh, because that was me. Who is not on the 41411? I'm learning a lot right now. I sent a text last night after the game because there was a baseball game on last night, and it said, be here at 640 and we will be done at 7.30. Who honestly did not get that text? I'm just curious. Well, it's amazing you're here right now. Some of you some old timers, and you just built into your soul, and you know the right thing to do. But last night, as the game was going on, and I knew uh, pretty much, who didn't watch the game? I just want to see who I'm talking. If you didn't watch it, raise your hand. Oh, who watched the game? And All right. All right, you four are really excited. Anyways, I'm talking about the Rockets. The game last night was incredible. The Houston Rock. No, just kidding. Okay. But I made a big decision. Like last night, I almost canceled live. That's real. Today, like right now. I was like talking to my wife and talking to the Lord. Not in that order, but I had to go walk around my house and like, what's the right thing to do? Do we cancel live for the game? And I knew Brett would be angry and so and he'd make me feel bad and all these other really spiritual people. So I decided, okay, we're just going to do live but we're going to start earlier and see who shows up. So here in about three minutes, the normal people who show up should be coming in. I hope that we let them in. And when they come in, uh, let's see, I don't know who's in the back, but let them sit in the, in the normal crowded section. Let's not put the late people up there in the back like we normally do. Let's, let's let them be a part of the family. I'm going to stop rambling so we can get out of here and go uh, do your homework and watch the Astros. So <laughs> I don't know if you're cheering for me to shut my mouth or the Astros. I'll go with the Astros. So here, yeah, okay. Uh, Colossians 3 is where we're going to start tonight. We are just now starting a series called Catfish, and it's all about, it's, it's, this is fun. It's all about our identity. So I will be speaking tonight. Next week, Meredith Landry is going to be bringing the word. And then I will hopefully be able to follow up after her that next week. And then live is pretty much done. Until, until the middle of December, we're going to have a special Christmas live, which we have never done before. And so, and so there's pretty much three more lives left, and we'll call it, a, call it a year. I know, you're so sad. Colossians 3. Turn to Colossians 3. And so right now, I want you to think as we start out with this series called Catfish, I want you to think about what state is your mind in? What state is your mind in? What is your mind constantly thinking about 24-7? And I want you to write this down. Your thoughts will drive you or you will drive your thoughts. Your thoughts will drive you or you will drive your thoughts. And after this series is done for the next three weeks on identity, I'm praying that we are in control of our mind. 
because our mind is something that is absolutely so crazy. I have a jacked up imagination, like crazy things that I'm, I mean, even in the lobby a second ago, I was out there and I like thought somebody walked behind me and I'm like, what, what's up? But it was just this lady there that I saw like in the background. Like my imagination's jacked up, okay? And you're like, I know, you've told us stories about whenever, y'all remember the story I told you if you were around uh, when I was sleeping and I thought it was a demon, okay? Well, I, I, had, another, I had another deal happen Monday. Um, every single day, I, I take my sweet daughter Emerson to school. And anyway, so I was taking her to school Monday and I, I dropped her off and then I'm, I'm driving to work and I look in my rear view mirror I'm like, I'm being followed by a Prius, for real. It's a type of car, for those of you who don't drive. A real nice car. And this Prius is following me with this dude in there, and he looks, he looks crazy, okay? Remember, I got issues, all right? And I'm always thinking people have to get me. That's real. And this Prius was following me, legit. From the elementary school, it followed me onto the highway. I tried to throw it off a little bit. <laughs> Following me. I exit Bucky's Expressway. That's the name of the road. Because there's a Bucky's over there and it's beautiful and I've gained a lot of weight because of it, but it's an amazing establishment. I exit Bucky's Lane, whatever it's called. I go into Bucky's and the Prius is still behind me. I'm like, oh, it's on now. You, you about to, we're, about, we're about to fight. You're gonna, what, what do you want? He's following my beautiful, amazing car. And he must think I have money based on the Hyundai that I drive. And so I'm, I'm putting all these thoughts through my mind. Really, I'm like, okay, so I'm going to get out of the car. I'm going to run and buy some beaver nuggets and beat them with them. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going through all these things. Like, and so I even... Instead of pulling into the like parking place, like parking spot of Bucky's, I, 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 I don't need gas, but I pull into the gas spot, right? And the Prius pulls right behind me. I'm like, this is real. So no joke. I'm thinking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the gas thing. I'm going to spray him. <laughs> I'm going to light him on fire. No, I was kidding. And so I was thinking, oh, <laughs> don't mess with me. All right. I'm jacked up in the mind. And so Prius man is following me. I get out of my car and I'm acting like I haven't seen him. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, that was me getting out of the car. For those of you like, what was that? That was me getting out of my car. Okay, I don't know what that looks like. And so I'm getting out of the car and I close the door and I'm like, hey. He's like, hey, Michael. I was like, no. It was my neighbor the whole time. No joke. I had no idea. He's like, man, weird. We're both getting gas and we dropped our kids off. I was like, yeah. I had no idea. I'm an idiot. He knew it was me the whole time, but my mind messed it up so bad because I have problems of the Prius. My mind messed it up. I was thinking this guy is out to get me. And, 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 and I struggle with these things a lot. And, and, and we all have our own things that we water, if you will. Because what you give water to is what's going to grow and what we're giving life to. So what are we constantly watering? In that moment, I was constantly watering, this person is coming to get me, I'm in trouble, 
I got to protect myself. But what about you? What are the things in your mind that you're watering? Because the truth is, is that God has planted seeds into our hearts and into our minds. There, there's, there's different things that God has put in there. And the problem is, is that the enemy has taken those and replaced them with his own thoughts and ideas. And then we water that seed that the enemy puts into our mind. Maybe, maybe it's a seed of you don't think you're good enough. For example, maybe you showed up at church tonight and, and, and there's somebody here that for some reason you think that they don't like you. And you're like, man, they, they, don't, they don't like me anymore. They haven't responded to any of my snaps. They haven't, they, they haven't, said any, they haven't liked any of my pictures on Instagram. They, they didn't look at me in the hallway. They've, they've made all these new friends. They've done all this stuff. And then you showed up here and they didn't look at you. They didn't sit by you. They, they, they didn't play video games in the lobby with you. And you're just going through all these things. And you're just, listen, you're just pouring water on that thought over and over and over. So much so that it started out, that thought started out maybe a few days ago with just this little weed, just, just a little itty bitty plant that you've watered it so much it has become a massive tree in your life and you don't know how to deal with it and it is all you think about and it is all you care about. What is the seed that we're watering? When the truth is, the enemy has put that in your mind instead of you replacing it with what God really put there was like, you know what, nothing is going on with that. Let's just go talk and be friends. But we put all these thoughts and all these ideas into our mind. And then we start to shape our identity on the things that we're watering. And even so much, not just the little plant of I'm not good enough or I'm not liked or whatever that is, but even the plant of I am the best. You know, you're the athlete or you're the, we'll go with athlete, that man, you're very talented. God has gifted you with so much talent. And that's where it started out in your mind. Like, man, yeah, man, pray, thank you, God. You know, you love you, Lord. You know, you do your deal and you're like, yeah, go God. And you're giving props to him all the time and you talked about him all the time at practice and then in the games you're talking about God and that seed is just awesome. And then for some reason, somewhere, some way, that seed of the Lord has been replaced with an, a seed that the enemy has put. They're like, you are the best. You are amazing. Everybody should bow down to you. You're the best. You're amazing. No one can touch you. And you become this prideful, arrogant person. And that's not just in sports, that's in many areas. And you keep pouring water on there. And then if you're really good, like other people pour water on that seed and like, yeah, you are. Man, without you, we wouldn't win. You're amazing. Wow, thank you. Oh, yeah, go. And you're just, and you become this prideful, arrogant person. So much so you think that you can run the school. You think you can do all these things. And then one day your world comes crashing down because you're really not that good. And you've planted a tree in your mind of pride. And I could go on and on and on with examples of this. Let's look what Paul says in Colossians 3. Verse one, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. If you're talking right now, I'm gonna ask you to please stop because this is a moment that somebody can really learn and have their life changed. 
It says in verse two, Paul, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, which is so hard to do. How do you do that? How do you set your minds on things above? Well, the problem is, is that whenever we constantly are thinking about these things, we're constantly worried about these things, we're constantly watering these things, if you will, we are creating legit neuro pathways. A neuro pathway is something in your mind, a legit pathway or a gutter in your mind that you can't get out of. It just stays there constantly. For example, my wife and I, we have a great relationship. It's not perfect, but it's really good. I never have to worry about, man, is, does, does she love me? I never have to worry about, is she ever gonna leave me? I never have to worry about those things because we've worked on things. We've, we haven't been married that long. We've been married for seven years, but I just know it. There's a neural pathway in my mind. It's like, man, I love her so much. She loves me. Every, we're, we're doing good. And that thought is just constantly there all the time. But we also have these neural pathways that are constantly there all the time that we have created because we keep watering the seed of whatever it is in our lives and we are forming our identity on that neural pathway. We are, you are forming who you are and who you believe in yourself because of the constant watering of that seed that had just started out this little thought and now you've watered it so much it has turned into a huge tree in your life and you can't get it out of your mind and it is there. And tonight I pray that after this, as we all leave, that you can start to erase those gutters, those neural pathways, and you can seriously clear that up for Jesus. Because our mind is huge in our walk with the Lord. I mean, e even sometimes we can have thoughts that I'm not a Christian. You can have thoughts that, man, did I really accept Christ? Because my actions don't show that. And the enemy's like, yeah, pour water on that one. You're not a Christian. You didn't accept Christ. You're a loser. You messed up. You did this. Pour water, pour water. And then you create this neural pathway in your mind, and you're like, I'm not. I'm a loser. I can never go back to church. I don't want to do that anymore. Matter of fact, I hate church. Everybody's hypocrites. I'm never going back to that place. And you create this neural pathway, and then you're done. It's very normal. And my prayer is that tonight, you really can see where your identity is and it's not in those thoughts that you have allowed to happen in your life. And this can go on for so many different things. Maybe for you somewhere some, in, in your life, your parents said something about you. And it maybe started out as a joke. But that joke has then You've heard it so much in your life. It has made you who you are today in a good way or a bad way. I know that was true with me growing up and, and the abuse and the things that my parents would yell at me and talk and, and say to me. And I started to believe some of those things until finally, seriously, I, I, I accepted Christ and I started to work on those things and I realized, you know what? I'm not those things. Or maybe a friend of yours has hurt you so bad because of the things that they have said to you or done to you and you've built this neural pathway in your mind and you can't get out of it. And the enemy loves that you keep pouring water on it and it just keeps growing. But Paul says in verse two, to set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. When he says on things above, he is talking about Jesus Christ. 
when he says earthly things, he is talking about things of the world and things here on earth, which are very easy to set our minds on. It's very easy to do that. I mean, we can look at our phones and it's like, you're there, you're in it. And it's not a bad thing, but if you're not setting your mind on Christ, and notice this word set, you're setting your mind on Christ. The best way to set your mind on Christ is to daily spend time with him. And maybe for you, that's two minutes a day. Guess what? That's better than it was yesterday. Like, well, it's only two minutes. Well, nowhere in the Bible does it say spend a certain amount of time. And if someone's told you that, they're a liar. How about tomorrow? Maybe you're having a struggle and you got this neural pathway. How about tomorrow you wake up and you set your mind on things above and you wake up and you set your mind with Christ early in the morning, just a little bit earlier, maybe just as you're going through your, your morning routine and you all know whatever that is. It's constantly thinking about Christ. It's constantly being worshiping him through, through your thoughts and through the word. And, and maybe for you, it's through singing and music. I'm not sure what it is. But that's how you set your mind on things above and not on earth, which is so hard. There's so many great things around us. Like awesome, great, awesome, wonderful things. But those good, great, awesome things can pull you in and in your mind is like there the whole time instead of there the whole time. Let's keep going. Verse three, for you died. What? I didn't die, I'm alive. Well, if you accepted Christ in your life, you have died. Like you're dead. Well, that's cool. <laughs> Especially if you're new at church, you're like, what is this dude talking about? Here's what it means. If, if you've accepted Christ, you're saying goodbye, old life. Goodbye, old. Hello, new. The symbol of baptism that you watch, it is people, the old them dying and they're being raised to walk in newness of life. You're born again, Christian. The old you is gone. That's what he's saying right here. For you died, Christians. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. That old life, that old you is gone. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory, saying this, Christ is coming back someday. That's real. You can argue it all you want. It's happening. He's going to come back. And Christians are going to recognize him. It's going to be very obvious. And you will then spend eternity with him in heaven. That's a real deal. As long as you have accepted Christ into your life. That's what he says right here. Then you will appear with him in glory. You will appear with him in heaven. Verse five, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual morality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. Aha, that's, you know, that's not a good line. We'll hang out there. Pretty self-explanatory. Because of those things, God's wrath is coming. Verse seven, underline it, highlight it, Memorize it. You used to walk in these ways, Christians. Comma, in the life you once lived. If you go back and look at that list, can you say that? Because even so much so, you can be living in one of these ways, and there's so many other ways, in one of these ways of sin and you don't even realize it because you've created this neural pathway that it's okay to do those things. And Paul is here to remind us those things 
should have died when you accepted Christ into your heart. Now, yes, you're going to struggle. Yes, things are going to come up. Yes, life happens. You're going to mess up. But if you continue those, do you really, did the old you really die? Only you can be the judge of that. Only you know that. Like, like truly, did the old you die? Or do you keep going back to the old you? Verse 8. But now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these. He's saying now you need to get rid of these things, Christians. Anger. Ah! It's like now, Michael, you need to get rid of these things. Anger. Rage. I don't know what that is. I mean, I guess it's like really angry. Malice. Slander. <laughs> like these hurt. I'm just being real. Like this, this sentence is like, Paul, I didn't want to even give you this message because of this sentence. Anger, rage, malice, slander. That's like sarcasm and making fun of people. Ah! Paul, stop it. You didn't mean that, did you? Wink, wink. Cool. You're joking? Filthy language. Ah! Like, like, like that right there is like... Are you kidding, Paul? No, he's not kidding. He's not kidding. And Christians, we have got to get rid of this stuff out of all of our lives. Verse 9. Let's move on from that horrible verse. Do not lie. In verse 9. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self, right, right, right? We, we died, and so the old self is gone. It's, it's finished, hopefully. It's old self with its practices, and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of the creator. Here's what he's saying. He is saying this. If you seriously have given your life to Christ then your identity is Christ. It is not any name. It is not any word. It is not anything that you do. It's not how great you are. It's not how good looking you think you are. Your identity in your name, pretty much, period, is Christ. And he's saying this, he's saying, hey, Stop putting on the old clothes. Like the stuff doesn't fit anymore. And I, and I think about this. I'm like, that'd be like me going and putting on clothes like when I was a teenager. Just going to be real. It wouldn't fit. I've, I've gotten taller. <laughs> the clothes wouldn't fit. I mean, that's, that's like the jeans would be real tight. The shirt would be short and no one needs to see that. <laughs> and we laugh at it, but that's what we do sometimes as Christians is we go back to our old life and our old clothes and we put it on because you know why? Acting that way and doing those things is really comfortable. The truth is it is hard work 
to set our mind on Christ. That is hard. It's easy to do the opposite. It's easy to have our identity like I'm not good enough. It's easy to have our identity like I am the best. It's easy to have our identity and all these things that the world throws at us. That's easy, but it's hard to set our mind on Christ. And the best way to do it, listen, the best way to set your mind on Christ is to stop what you're doing, pause, and spend time with Him. For you, legit, maybe that's two minutes. For you, maybe it's an hour of just praying. You're like, I don't know how to pray. It's just talking to God. For you, maybe it's, it's buying a devotional book. I, I, I use a book called Jesus Calling and I absolutely love it. And I do it every single day and it helps me. I also read a lot of other books that talk about Jesus. I enjoy that and it helps me grow in my walk. I have the Bible app on my phone that I look at constantly. If I realize that I'm spending too much time on certain apps or devices, I delete those apps until I can get my mind back set on God. And it takes discipline and you all are disciplined. You do it with school, you do it with sports, you do it with your life, you do it with your health. You're all disciplined. But we need to be disciplined on setting our mind on Christ. And you will truly know that your identity is in him. And tonight in this room, there's some of us in the room, there's some of you in the room that, man, you've, you've never had a relationship with Jesus. Like you, you don't, you're still in the old life. The old, the, the, the you that you're living in now has never died. You're the same you were when you were born. And you're wondering why you keep doing the things that you're doing. And here's, I want to tell you is because you've never allowed Jesus to come into your life and change you and get rid of that old clothes and for you to put Christ on. And tonight, I wanna give you the opportunity to ask Christ into your life so that you can get rid of all of that other junk and you can walk in freedom. So with no one looking around,